Welcome to Getting Into Focus with Maria and Amy, where we chat about all things small business and how to get you on the right track for success. Coming from a woman-owned small business, we know a thing or two about working our way up in the industry. So come with us as we get into focus. everybody and welcome to Getting Into Focus with Maria and Amy. We know it's been a while since you've heard from us and we've really missed you too. We've had an interesting month or so, you know, COVID infiltrated our In Focus bubble, but we're all healthy and happy and ready to be back. Right, Amy? Yes, definitely feeling better (laughs) and ready to start back up on these podcasts. Yes, so we've missed you and we're so glad that we can be back with you. Plus, we've had some exciting things happen at InFocus Consulting while we've been away. Um, We've had a really great spring so far. Our business is growing. Thank you to all our podcast listeners and clients for supporting us and helping our business dreams come true. And so in light of that, we had to expand our InFocus family. So we have a new team member on the finance side of things, and we would love to welcome her. She's another intelligent, completely capable, and wonderful woman to join our team. And so we'd like to give a big in-focus welcome to Lupita de Herrera. Hello, everybody. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Lupita. I'm originally from northern New Mexico, a little town in called Costilla. We're right by the Colorado State line. I've been retired for two years, and I actually live in Santa Fe now. That's great. That's great. How have been the last three weeks working with us? (laughs) It's been awesome. I really enjoy working with these two intelligent, wonderful ladies who have been so patient with me. I did have a little bit of a struggle with all the technical stuff, but they've been very patient. But the work that I'm doing, I truly enjoy. Well, good. We're so glad to have you here and the type of work and the amount of, you know, work ethic that you bring to the table is just exceptional. And we are so happy to just have you here. Yes, Lupita. Thank you so much for joining us. And Lupita is also a Sagittarius like Amy and myself. So it was by cosmic design that we were brought together. Exactly. So you can start sending us presents after Thanksgiving all the way through New Year's. We are fully accepting of all those gifts. Yes, (laughs) for all the years that we got cheated. Exactly. So everybody, welcome to Lupita. And we know she's going to enjoy being part of our podcasting family. So we look forward to future podcasts with Lupita in the fold. So after this break, we're going to talk about spring cleaning your business. Because if you haven't noticed... The weather's getting warmer, which means spring might be here. So stick around and we will talk about spring cleaning and other types of cleaning activities when we get back. And don't worry, there's no can of pledge, there's no plastic gloves, and there's no Clorox in this next segment. guys welcome back so now we are going to get into the next segment of spring cleaning your business we um did actually attend a training a little while ago on something called being indistractable so i kind of wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about that 
Uh, before we jump straight into the spring cleaning your business, and we'll give you a couple tips and tricks on what you can do <clears throat> just to help out, you know, revitalize things and put things away for your business. Um, but so we had a training and it was very unique, wouldn't you say, Maria? It was definitely different than most trainings I you have on like time management and organizing stuff. And um, I was expecting a training that was like, okay, you need to just look at your emails at the beginning and end of your day, or you need to manage your time like this. But this was a completely different way of looking at it. And it was actually pretty exciting. Yeah. So what they stated in the um, training as the definition for being indistractable is you strive to be as honest with yourself as you are with others. Um, so basically that's asking the question, what are you going to do today to not get distracted tomorrow? You know, mm -hmm. and managing your time appropriately so that you're not, you know, stressed and you're not constantly um, worried about when you're going to get your me time. Because that's incredibly important, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Self-care is becoming, the, and it's not just a buzzword, it's just it's finally becoming apparent that we need to be good at taking care of ourselves. We definitely live in a culture, especially as women, where we are very good at taking care of everyone around us, but at the same time, we sacrifice taking care of ourselves. And I can speak right. to that from experience, and I think all of us can speak to that from experience. Right, Amy? Yes, definitely. Definitely. So... I have, I have a little quote that they stated um, in the training that I think hit um, quite close to home for me is the time you plan to waste is not wasted time. That's huge. That is, it's huge, is it? <laughs> like, it's so crazy to think like, okay, I, I know I want to be on my phone or I want to kill 20 minutes doing TikToks or whatever. But you're not wasting time by doing those things that make you happy. Yeah, it's important right? to do things that make you happy, even if it is mindless scrolling, even if it's, you know what, this weekend, I'm just going to like binge strings Bridgerton. Hey, you earned that. You earned that Bridgerton fans. Yeah. So and that was a big deal, too, because in the yeah, in the training discussion, it talked about not constantly chasing everything to put out the fires, but really be conscious and aware of what is important and being present at what you're working at. And even right. if it's like, and that includes taking breaks to take care of yourself, you know, right. taking 20 minutes to like not focus on screen time or um, like I was talking with the group today, I said, you know, even if it's 20 minutes playing on social media or taking a walk or whatever, that all matters too. And having as much respect for the how your time affects you as how your use of time affects other people, including in your business and personal life. Yes, exactly. So I, I, uh, I want to say, you know, take time today to set a time, set a time, a time, set a timer. <laughs> to just give, you know, yourself the time to be happy, do things that make you happy. So I have a question and I want you guys to take a second to, um, you know, think about what your answer would be and then just think about it after the podcast and everything. If you had the power to be indistractable, what would you be putting your focus on? That's even what tough to wrap your brain around. So right. if, exactly. if your phone wasn't going off, if mm -hmm. your kids, if you have them, weren't, 
you know, screaming in the other room for you. Right. Um, if your pet wasn't destroying something that he shouldn't be, um, <laughs> and all the other distractions, uh, you know, emails coming in, phone calls coming in. I can't even list everything. I'm sure there's a bazillion more. Right. Um, that is a hard universe to fathom. It is. It really is. And to think about the one thing that you would be putting your focus on in that moment. It's like, that's what's most important to you. Like, if you truly think about it, mm -hmm. that's what is your mind is like, okay, this is what I'd actually be doing right now if I could kind of thing. Lupita, what do you think the answer? I'm still, I'm, I'm stalling because I'm still thinking because I'm trying to imagine a universe where I wouldn't have any distractions. And so I'm going to stall and let Lupita answer first. <laughs> well, you know, I don't have an answer. I'm just thinking how hard it is to figure out what is that thing that you're going to do for yourself because your life is so involved with so many other things that you haven't stopped to think about what's good for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We, at our own detriment, we kind of put ourselves on the back burner until we're so burnt out. We can't even function. Um, right. because the example that came up in the training was, you know, I'm going to make time to go to the gym or exercise or eat healthy. And that is so important because if you're not healthy, you can't, be productive in your business. You can't be there for your family members or other important people in your life. Uh -huh. But that's the thing that we put off the most. And I'm, I'm going to give um, kudos to Amy because she is really good and disciplined about taking time um, to go and take care of her body. I am so much worse at it. I was telling them yesterday I only got 800 steps because I was with my butt planted in my chair the whole day working. Uh -huh. But um, Amy is such a shining example on the hill but I will find any excuse to be like, oh, I don't have time to work out. But it's like I'm doing myself such a disservice by not doing what I should, prioritizing make, keep my health and my body to make sure that it's working the best that it can. Right. We have to remember at the end of the day, we're our most important client or family yep. member or friend. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so when we forget that, then everything else, eventually the wheels will come off. Yep. It's so true. It's so true. So – Listeners, take a take a second to answer that question. If you had the power to be indistractable, what would you be putting your focus on? Take a second. Think about it. You don't come up with an answer. That's okay. Because obviously it takes us a while to even come up with stuff. So <laughs> Let's start by, start by imagining a universe where you right. had just calm and quiet. What would be the first thing you would jump up to do? Right. And that's so, such a strange concept for us, like especially mm -hmm. in, the, in this hyper productive, technologically advanced you know, conversation short as a tweet universe that we live in. Um, yep. So, but it's important. It's important to kind of reconnect with that part of yourself and your value system. Right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about spring cleaning up your business. <laughs> Since we talked about how to be uh, indistractable. Um, so the first thing we want to talk about is just organizing your business, your documents, digitizing your documents and backing them up in the cloud. Those are the top three things that you can do to, um, at least to your documents and, you know, stuff like that, um, to, you know, get cleaned up and ready for the next chapter. So I will speak about my inner turmoil with this. So in the financial world, as much as you want to be advanced, I hate paper. I'll just come out and admit it. I hate paper. <laughs> it's all over my desk. I have fantasies about lighting it all on fire uh, or shredding it all. But paper <laughs> comes with the territory. Um, 
So what can I do about that? And it's exactly like Amy said, we can work, we can build a process to digitize all of this information. There are so many free and low cost resources out there. There's Google Drive, there's iCloud, and there's probably a bazillion more, Dropbox. There's all these places where you can store your data um, and so it doesn't have to be paper. I can't imagine, I wish there was a statistic out there about how much private businesses in our country or the world spend on storing paper. I can't tell you how many clients I've had that are like, oh yeah, we have a storage unit full of paper and you're paying hundreds of dollars a month for that individual storage unit for paper that you're probably gonna never look at again. I had one client when we cracked open that vault that hadn't been opened in a while, all of it had been damaged by um, a water leak in the storage unit. So oh, it wasn't gonna be usable documentation anyways. Um, I will asterisk this by saying it is important from a financial perspective, from a business perspective, to keep your business records, I would say seven years to up to 10 years, because in some industries and in some dynamics, you do have to keep your documentation for longer, but digitize it. Don't keep bankers boxes all over the place. Do not rent expensive storage units. That's just money going down the drain. So um, definitely consider it's time consuming in the beginning, but it pays off in spades in the end, digitizing all of your records. Yes, for sure. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break and we're going to jump in to our client spotlight next. Yes, so our client spotlight this week is a local business that actually deals with the season of springs quite specifically. So stay tuned to learn more about Nature's Eye Landscape Consulting. See you guys after the break. Welcome back, everybody. We are now going to get into this week's client spotlight or this month's client spotlight. We haven't been here in a while. We haven't done one in a while. <laughs> um, so we're talking about a local business this month. And Maria, take it off. Um, yes, so spring has sprung. As you notice, the temperatures are warming up, especially if you live here in Santa Fe. The March winds arrived a little late, but they're here now, stirring up all the pollen and people's allergies. So what does that mean? It's spring. So since we were discussing spring cleaning your business, the other area to think about in your life where spring is so important is in your garden and landscape. So today our client spotlight is Nature's Eye Landscape Consulting. They are a locally owned Santa Fe business focusing on ecologically sound practices to manage your landscape. So they work through routine maintenance, they help do seasonal cleanup, they will help you with your drip irrigation to make sure that that's working correctly. Um, the business owner, David Messina, has over 30 years of experience working with every type of garden from English to Zarek. In his time, he's lived in multiple states across the country, but has called Santa Fe home for over 20 years. He has an exemplary amount of knowledge on plants and is able to help his clients through personalized consultation and maintenance plans. So right now, if you go to www.naturesi-nm.com, he is running a spring cleanup special, 15% off your spring cleanup. He's also offering um, 
getting on his wait list. I can't believe May's gonna come up. Like my brain just totally broke thinking that May is a couple of weeks away. But in May, he is setting up people for their drip irrigation needs to get started for that. So you can make an appointment and get on the wait list to get your drip irrigation assessed and set up for the summer. And also if you refer someone to Nature's Eye for a consultation, there are some perks for both you as the person who refers and for the person that you refer. So again, visit him at naturesi-nm.com or drop an email to info at naturesi-nm.com and the Nature's Eye team will get you started so that your garden space looks absolutely gorgeous for all of your summer outdoor gatherings. So we want to say thank you to David and his team for being a client of InFocus Consulting and um, for being our client spotlight this month. So thank you Nature's Eye. And after we get back from this break, we're going to share some stories about Easter. So stay tuned for all the sweetness of Easter time in focus style. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Getting Into Focus with Maria, Amy, and now Lupita. So we've been talking today about spring cleaning your business as well as, you know, thinking about how to be indistractable and all these wonderful things. Spring is such a wonderful season of renewal. Everything's growing. It's an exciting time. And Easter is a holiday that comes up right in the middle of spring. So we're going to talk a little bit stories about Easter, maybe some controversial positions on Easter candy. Um, And so get ready for our stories now. It's Easter time at InFocus Consulting. So I am going to put Amy on the spot because this conversation came up. People have opinions about Easter candy. So Amy, are you pro-peep or anti-peep? I am pro-peep with stipulations. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> I, I, I like peeps. Um, the stand, like the regular flavored ones, not like the extra flavored ones. That I'm pretty sure they have like all over the place, like the you're, Jolly you're, Rancher ones. You're a peep traditionalist, like huh? <laughs> yes, yes. However, I am also um, a fan of leaving the peeps out on the counter so that they get a little crunchy on the outside, a little harder than just like the squishy ones. Hmm. That's how I like my peeps. I've never so. had them that way. Maybe you should give it a try. Because yeah, <laughs> I mean, mostly my mom growing up because diabetes runs in our family was like no way in hell. And plus, I would you know sugar equaled hyperactivity. It's like I am not buying you these. <laughs> like right. no way. But I love every year. I think it's the Washington Post. I'll have to look it up online. But every year they have a peep contest, and people have to make like a scene, some kind of scene based on. I guess a theme that they release and they have to use peeps as the characters. And I remember my favorite one a few years ago was two peeps taking a selfie of themselves in front of the white house, holding a selfie stick. And I was like, that is awesome. So maybe I'll (laughs) make art out of the peeps. I mean, they last forever, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're indestructible. Exactly. It's like Twinkies and peeps are like the handful of things that would survive, like, you know, a nuclear meltdown. Um, For me, and this may cause heartburn, but um, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but I cannot stand black licorice jelly beans or black licorice at all. I love love those. (laughs) I'm in the minority, but I stand firm. I hate black licorice. Gosh, Maria. Disowned. Yes. (laughs) But I will eat all the other jelly belly 
flavors. Like, they're awesome. The cream soda one is definitely one of my favorites. But no black. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, oh, Lupita, what is your position on Cadbury eggs? Um, I like them, but I think they're too sweet. But I'm going to say something. When my kids were small, I hated for anybody to give them those Cadbury eggs. Because oh, yeah. they would be sticky. And they'd, oh, uh, I was one of those mothers that was constantly cleaning their kids. And my kids would have their hands <laughs> sticky and there'd be dirt stuck to their face. Uh, I mean, it was just like, don't so, give them that. So the moral of the story is the Cadbury cream egg is every mother's nightmare. Exactly. I didn't like them as a kid. They were too sweet, but the whole like looking like egg yolk in the middle, because when I was little, like eggs, I could eat scrambled eggs, but like fried eggs grossed me out. So I couldn't eat the Cadbury cream eggs. Um, now I'll eat the, um, they have the Cadbury eggs that are caramel centered. Those, sign me up. I will have those all day long. I don't think I've ever had them. Oh, they're totally worth it. Anything caramel? Forget it. Forget it. Okay, I'll have to try those. Yeah. So, so I'm in agreement. I think I think they're too sweet. They're good, but they're too sweet. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. I don't yeah. want really sweet candy. Yeah. I'm just going to get us a solid chocolate bunny, and then we'll eat one limb at a time. No, I'm kidding. I feel that that's, <laughs> that's kind of wrong. <laughs> one limb at a time. Yes. Until, it'll be like, um, what was it, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but a scratch. Yes, merely a flesh wound. <laughs> That's why the, the black jelly beans come into play. That's <laughs> where they come into play, Maria. Can't do it. Can't do it. I don't know what it is. And I'm weird. Have you tried I, it? This, yes, I've tried them, and I just I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, or even like, because we'd get the Harry and David catalog, and it'd be so cute. They had like the little Scotties. They were like jelly, you know. They were like chewy candies for Christmas, or like the coal to put in someone's stocking. No, even fancy black licorice stuff bleh, can't do it. But I'm also not a big fan of like hyper anise tasting biscochitos, which I know there's going to be podcast listeners who will just like totally write me off for that. But I, yeah. I can't stand that intense flavor. My dad loved it. He would put the anise seed. And like the whole bottle of extract into the um, into the dough for his biscochitos. My goodness, Jeez. maybe it's that That's smell of, of that that fennelly anise smell is what ruined black licorice for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it. Maybe it's because it's black. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll have to lay on some therapist couch to figure that out at some point. <laughs> so now that we're all sugared out, <laughs> um, so. Podcasters, we hope you have a wonderful listen of our podcast and have a wonderful Easter because this segues into the fact that we are going to be closed for Good Friday. Yes. So we will be taking Good Friday off, which is somewhat of a New Mexico tradition not to work on Good Friday. And Lupita's mom used to take it even more seriously on Good <laughs> Friday. So what would happen on Good Friday in your household? In our household, when I was growing up, come 12 o'clock noon, Good Friday, the television, the radio, books, everything was put away. We had to just sit there and look at each other. Wow. refused to let us, or even work. We couldn't even dust or pick up, no, nothing. We had to just sit there. And you can imagine three little girls two years apart, we were like ready to kill each other. <laughs> we're not touching each other. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is serious. That is some serious, like, 
we're not doing anything, um, which is somewhat of a traditional observation, at least in New Mexico. I don't know if other predominantly Catholic cultures, but in Hispanic culture in New Mexico, um, like serene observation of Good Friday and what it means is a big deal. Uh, my family, this was the only time of year my dad ever wanted to eat locks. And I'd be looking at it like that is raw fish and I'm a kid and I want some Van de Camp fish sticks. So my mom would make me Van de Camps, but um, dad would want to have like a traditional like lox and bagel lunch. And, um, and from 12 to three was just quiet. And ma my mom, you know, is a very uh, a fervent Catholic and she'd be praying and um, we'd be observing all of the special things about Good Friday and Holy Saturday before Easter Sunday. Um, a lot of people in New Mexico do the pilgrimage to Chimayo, and I'm impressed at the people who even do it from Española to Chimayo or just from the edge of Chimayo to the Santuario, but there's people who do it from Santa Fe. Oh my God, Lupita. Oh my God. That's incredible. I did it once. Oh the man. The last time I walked was pre, uh, just before uh, the year before uh, the pandemic hit. Wow. Okay, okay, now my mom's going to get mad at me because I'm the only person in this group who has not done the pilgrimage to Chimayo. But, like, the people who go from Santa Fe or the people who even go up from Albuquerque, I am just amazed because I do yeah. not have that kind of stamina. So that will be happening um, the weekend of Good Friday. So please, if you're on I-25, the interstate that goes up past that way, please be cognizant of pedestrians on the shoulder that are doing the pilgrimage. Um, my mom's family has some history in Tomei, which is just near Belen, south of Albuquerque. And yes. so there's the, um, the penitentes who climb the hill, climb to the top of Tomei Hill, um, whipping themselves with whips. That's supposed to replicate what Christ went through on Good Friday before he was crucified. So there's all kinds of interesting traditions. And feel free to check out our blog because we'll talk about some Lenten traditions that happen in Europe as well, if you're interested in some of that cultural aspect. Um, but for the people who go to Chimayo, I have a funny story really quick. So if you're not familiar, if you're one of our podcast listeners from outside New Mexico, the Santuario de Chimayo is just north of Santa Fe. And it was a, it was a church that was built because of a, of a legend that the soil at that particular location had miraculous properties. It has healed many people from illnesses, disabilities, um, so you can actually go into the little Santuario church and there's an adjacent room with a hole and you can obtain some of this holy dirt. Well, my mom used to always, when we'd go up there, she'd have like Gerber baby food jars, the glass jars. She'd take the labels off and clean them really nice and she'd put some dirt in there. And I was telling these ladies, I'm sure somewhere in my house, my mom has snuck in a little Gerber jar of Santuario dirt <laughs> to protect us from the from the bad stuff in the universe. But my dad, one time, he was driving through there and he'd stopped for lunch in Chimayo. There used to be a really good restaurant right next door to the Santuario. And um, he stopped there and he heard something, like he heard beeping, like a vehicle, a large vehicle backing up. So he, when he left lunch, he realized there was a giant dump truck full of dirt behind the church. <laughs> He's like, oh, that hole's supposed to refill itself, huh? Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that's been like a hilarious anecdote in our family for a long time. Like my dad saw behind the curtain and saw the Wizard of Oz. He saw the truck of soil. Um, <laughs> so that's always something that I remember fondly of my dad. But um, so everyone, we won't talk to you again until after Easter. So we're wishing everyone a happy Easter and a very um, calm and relaxing time and a, a relaxing and uh, 
contemplative Good Friday, if that's what you observe. I don't know where we are as far as Passover. Sometimes Passover and Good Friday and Easter all fall in the same window. I don't know if that's the case this year. But um, if you already or are going to celebrate Passover, like we, you know, we recognize you as well. And um, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about what our next podcast is going to be about. And especially if you're getting an income tax refund, you're going to want to listen up to this. So yes. we'll be right back. and welcome back so we're just gonna let you guys know what our next podcast is gonna be about and if you're getting a tax refund like Maria said definitely gonna want to listen to the next podcast because we're gonna be talking about investing and we're gonna have a special guest and who is that gonna be Maria so our special guest is gonna be Carly Ransom she lives in southern Colorado and I had the opportunity to meet her when I went to a wonderful women's retreat up there Carly is amazing. She used to run her own investment firm, and now she's actually stepping into finding her true purpose, but we are going to totally absorb some of her financial expertise before she moves on to the universe of nonprofit grant work. So Carly is so excitedly has agreed to sit down with us and talk about investing. So many people don't invest. They may save money in the banks. They may save it in their mattress, but they do not have experience with the stock market. And the stock market is where you can actually build income and individual wealth. So there's been a lot of information in the news about intergenerational wealth and how opportunity to have access to resources can change the outcome of an entire line of a family and kind of where everyone ends up. So this, it couldn't be more important. Investing is one of the scariest things that people are trying to figure out, but Carly is so great at explaining how it works, and we want to share her expertise with all of you. So be sure to join us on our next podcast. The date will be announced via email to all of our listeners and learn more about how to take control of your money and really put it to work for you. Yes, yeah, so don't miss our next podcast. Thank you for listening to Getting Into Focus with Maria and Amy. Make sure you like, comment, and share this podcast so that we can continue to bring you all the best small business advice.